Hi, I'm Terry O'Reilly, founder of OBP Australia, a service for overseas-born professionals looking to either get their first job in Australia or advance their career once they're established in their profession. Welcome to the podcast. Each episode, I'll be talking to an ex-OBP Australia client who's been successful in finding employment in Australia. We'll get to hear about their journey and what advice they have for job seekers. Faisal is a highly accomplished civil engineer with a successful career in structural engineering. Before moving to Australia, he had established and managed his own business in Bangladesh. With a wealth of experience in the construction industry, Faisal has honed this expertise in the design and analysis of structures, ensuring their stability and safety. In Australia, Faisal has transitioned into a new role as an estimating manager in a residential building company. In this position, he oversees several critical departments, including sales estimating, bill of quantities, procurement, and production estimating. We first met eight years ago in 2015, when Faisal was looking for his first break in the building and construction industry. So Faisal, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for your invitation. No problem. Now, you're now well established in your industry, but take us back to when you first arrived. Can you remember how you felt in your first week in Australia? How would you describe your initial experience? Um, yes, sure. Um, when I first arrived in Australia, my emotions were a mix of excitement, anticipation, and a little bit of nervousness as well. Um, yeah, it's a initial experience was both exciting and challenging um, because it's a different country. I left my uh, country and, um, you know, leaving your own people, a little bit emotional journey as well. Um, however, everything seemed to be fresh and different. I got a um, few people uh, here who is my friend. They welcomed me very um, in a nice way. So I got the support and advice from them. Um, looking back now, it was a roller coaster journey of emotions, um, growth, and opportunities that followed made it worth it as well. Um, yeah, it's a, a bit of um, now I can call Australia as my second home, and um, yeah, here I am. Right, and and how long did it take you to find work? Tell us about how you broke into the industry here. I consider myself extremely lucky to get my first job within a month. Um, certainly, there was a strategic plan that helped me to get my first job very quickly. Um, when I came to Australia, everyone told me that it takes three months to understand what kind of things you have to put in your CV. Six to 10, 12 months um, will take to get a first professional break. So I didn't want to wait that long. So I started looking for professional service that could guide me a job quickly. So I visited uh, several consultants, um, so many institutions and even universities that offer many courses of service for migrants. So um, one of them was uh, OBB Australia. So the time we first met, I actually asked pretty much every um, where I go, I ask the same questions to everyone, like, you know, what you could offer me better than others. So that was a simple question I was asking pretty much every um, everywhere I go. So the answer from OBB Australia I got 
I will save your time. That was the trigger point and that convinced me to go with OBP um, Australia. It took, um, so then we started working together to uh, prepare my CV as per Australian standard, a LinkedIn profile, and receive some training on tailoring my CV based on job requirements, which is um, so much important. And uh, within a week and a half, I got my first interview call and got my first job. So my interview preparation was straightforward. I watched a lot of YouTube videos to learn the basic interview questions, gather some knowledge of the Australian standard software, and spoke with some industry experts I knew. And of course, um, a huge guidance from OVP on behavioral questions, little grooming session, how to face interview as well. That's great. Now, from memory, I think I did. I introduce you to somebody from your profession that helped you um, get your kickstart. Yeah, that's right. So uh, that was um, uh, good industry. Uh, I mean, you you actually introduced me someone who helped me to get my first um, interview, and then interview went really well, and then uh, they hired me. Right. I thought my memory was correct there. So that, that's good. So less than a month or a month, that's that's pretty good going. And um, as you said before, it can be quite stressful finding that first job when you first arrive. Now, you're a professional engineer, but you're working as an estimating manager. What was your reason for pursuing this role instead of, let's say, a project engineer or site engineer? I started my career as a structural engineer. And I have had the privilege of designing several iconic high-rise and commercial and residential projects in Bangladesh. Um, probably the memories that will be cherished for a lifetime. Now, coming to Australia, I did a little bit of research and probably the toughest decision I have made that is changing the track in Australia. Um, so when I arrived here, um, I actually did some research and realized that Securing a structural engineering job um, is um, one will be the very tough to get into the market because they got several requirements like um, understanding the codes, um, maybe a master's degree, um, and most importantly, there is a very I mean less opportunity in the structural engineering. When I look at the estimating roles, there are more opportunity. So with these considerations, um, I decided to apply for estimating uh, role and fortunately I secured one. However, when I started working in estimating, I was always in my mind that it will be my short term goal. Um, then I started working for a company called Ahajib Australia. And then over there, I, what I found is that I have to learn a lot of things like building codes, design principles, construction process, budgeting and negotiating with suppliers and trades. Uh, trades. So these are the challenging things. So my understanding of estimating is completely um, different when I was in Bangladesh, and here is completely different. This role is more challenging, and you need to learn a lot of new stuff as well. So that motivated me tremendously and led me to focus solely on excelling this field. So now it aligns with my career goals, personal interest, and offers promising growth opportunities for my future. Now, I have a lot of estimating clients, people who are looking for work as an estimator or in, in building construction. Can you tell me what an estimator does on a daily basis? Let's say, just give me an example, what a, a typical day looks like for 
an estimator working in a company that does residential building? Yes, yeah, so basically um, it depends on which role they're doing it. So if I say production estimating role, so you got a job, then you have to assess it. You have to understand the detail of the plan, what is the record for that plan and what you need to order it. So you will create the whole bill of quantity. So using the new uh, software, new technology, whatever the um, company is using. So you um, create the whole bill and after the bill, you have to check with the contracts, all the items included, what are the color documents, um, is uh, I mean, what are the upgrades in the color documents? You have to add all these things as well, and then you uh, give the margin report. So this is the basic. Um, uh, I mean, probably daily work they have to do. On the top of that, any construction queries, on-site issues they have to face. Um, they have to um, you know reply back the emails. They have to do some investigations, and um, these are the basic role any estimator does. Now you mentioned software there. How important is it to have had experience with the specific software that that company uses, or is it enough to be competent with Excel and maybe one estimating software? What was your experience moving into that area? So basically I came from, um, I'm a migrant, so I don't have any knowledge when I started working in this um, in Australia. So the most important thing, you have the basic understanding of estimating, you can learn software. So that is probably the good thing for any migrant that if you've got a good attitude and you're open to learn, um, company will give you an opportunity um, to, um, you know, to pursue your goal. So, so my um, experience was great in my interview. Actually, they did ask me that, um, you know, you're not family with the software. What are you going to do? So my answer was very simple. If you uh, train me, I can learn uh, within a, a month or two um, uh, to, uh, about the new software. But for estimating role, I mean, when you are in the estimating role, you have to um, learn new software based on the campaign requirements. Um, you have to be up to date with the new codes, um, new change in the industry. So yeah, it is very important. Um, and any software upgrade, upgradation of any software, you have to learn that, that part too. And there are quite a few different software applications aren't there i've come across three or four that, that companies use it's not all the same one industry-wide is that correct that's correct so you got uh, one is for bill of quantity software then you got quantity takeoff software and again every department got so many different software as well so it's it's actually job specific what is required so you can call any software say for example if any migrant is interviewing to anywhere so they can call the software company uh, to, uh, there are a lot of demo version or free version uh, available in their website. You can download, you can learn from there too. And what advice would you give to someone trying to break into estimating in Australia? Let's say, you know, they might be an engineer like you, or they may have had some building construction experience overseas, but haven't actually done the role here. What's a good angle to approach getting a job as an estimator? Yeah, um, to get a job as an estimator, if you're an engineer, then of course you don't have to really worry about uh, your education part. Uh, if you're not an estimator, I would suggest you go certificate for a diploma um, to have a little bit basic understanding of uh, construction process. Um, then you need to understand uh, as a as a migrant, probably the best way to do gain 
practical experience um, start from the beginning, like an entry-level position job, seeking internship or volunteer opportunities, uh, develop strong analytical skills, um, gather some knowledge on estimating software, build up the network, uh, seek mentors like um, I'll, I will give example again, OBP Australia, to seek mentor from um, a you know, professional overseas, uh, you know, who guide you well. Um, then communication skill, I will say that is probably one of the very important um, thing yeah, they need to develop. Uh, at the end of the day, you need to communicate with the suppliers, trade, negotiate, and um, of course, internal team as well. So, uh, and last one is um, open to learning attitude. Yeah, that's really good advice there. So just on back to who's doing the work as an estimator, most of the people that you've come across in this role, they're not engineers. They come they come from a different um, origin of um, uh, building construction. They've done a Cert four perhaps in building construction. Is that correct? How many engineers would you see actually working as estimators in Australia? Um, I actually have seen both. I will say um, people probably started working um, from 80s and 90s. They don't have any engineering degree. Uh, they probably, some of them probably did some search for a diploma. But uh, nowadays, um, because a lot of migrants are coming and they're interested in, um, they can see the growth in estimating department. Um, I can see a lot, a lot of engineers um, are working. In my last company, all the estimators were engineers. Um, so in, in this company, um, uh, I actually joined a new company where um, one of them engineers, another one is probably did some cert for diploma. So um, things are changing because um, engineers are now challenging um, their, uh, they're demanding the role of estimating. So um, it's not uh, mandatory, I would say, but having cert for or diploma, uh, I think will be uh, helpful for them. Yeah, somebody once told me who works in the industry, he said he's an employer and he said the best estimators are engineers. <laughs> so uh, maybe that's because of their, you know, academic background as well and their thoroughness. Um, perhaps, you know, um, that, that could be a reason why you're so highly valued. Now, it's it's a good industry to be in. I understand building construction is is booming. Is that right? Um, I would say it's the best industry. Uh, uh, if I'm not wrong, it's 45% revenue earns from construction industry. So that is the, probably the best industry uh, to work with. Um, now, due to the market conditions, probably it's less opportunity in the job. But still, if I compare with other industry, I would say construction industry is the best industry to work with. Right. So, so we've talked a bit about the industry. Let's just finish up by having a look at the difference between the Australian workplace culture and what you had experienced in, in Bangladesh. So we're talking about things like management style, how formal people are here, et cetera. What would you say was the, the uh, some of the differences that you noticed when you started working in Australia from what you were used to in Bangladesh? Um, yeah, fair bit of things um, definitely um was challenging and as well as I've noticed in the management style. So is management are very friendly here, I must say. Um, great sense of humor. Um, you know, we we actually talk a lot um, about not only the work, so many other things, uh, not very strict. Um, however, they're very strict in their deadlines. 
uh, you have to focus in uh, on their goals, um, you know, the daily target or monthly target. Um, it's a balanced work life. Uh, no one uh, expects you to work after five o'clock, so uh, which is great. Um, time management skills um, is a spot on. And if you need training, there will be someone who will help you to train. Whereas Bangladesh is a bit flexible management, um, you know, working is six days in a week, so less family time. Sure. And, and you mentioned there that uh, when you're at work, it's it's focused, but it's not always conversations about work. So what do people talk about in the Australian workplace from your experience? Oh, well, is it casual talk? Why um, is it casual talk? Um, yeah. That's if I say footy, probably one of the <laughs> uh, popular things that we discuss every day. Um, and cricket um, a little bit because a lot going on in England and Australia at the moment. Uh, weekend party, long, long holidays, movies, food. Um, yeah, these are the common discussion that we have, um, you know, um, in, in the office place. Do you follow the footy or just not really, just this conversation at work? I do. I want to be a part of the culture. So I do follow, not watch every game. I'm not um, probably one day, <laughs> but it's uh, but I follow the footy. Uh, I'm a part of um, footy tipping as well, so you know I want to be on the top of the ladder too. It's it's a good conversation, um, and yeah. Uh, just explain just explain that for the listeners. What's footy tipping? So footy tipping is basically um, uh, we got a footy is one of the popular Australian football, so they call it. Um, it got a. Tipping means, so in office, so everyone tips, say, for example, our office tips 50 bucks, everyone. So it's pretty much whole season. You're going to tip every week. You have to select um, who will win the game. And um, if if you, uh, in, I mean, if your um, assumption is right, you'll be top of the ladder. So first three will get one of the amounts will be uh, decided by the uh, company. How, so are you going? How are you going this year? Are you doing okay in the tipping? Well, I'm I'm a number three in the ladder, so not bad. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, maybe I'll end up second or third. That's it. Do you have a team that you follow? A Richmond. Uh, you've had some good years then. Three three premierships recently. That's good. That's right. All right. So thank thank you for all of that. Now, just just to finish up, the last question. If people are still overseas about to embark on the immigration journey, what would you say they should be doing to prepare for life in Australia? Um, the first thing um, I reckon is a mindset. Um, you have, uh, I mean, they have to remember this. It's a tough journey to settle down in a foreign land. It's not, it's not going to be easy. So they have to uh, keep in mind that they have to adapt Anything, whatever the situation is, they have to adapt. That is the first thing. And then um, I will say do some research uh, to learn about the culture, uh, lifestyle, local customs. Um, financial planning will be great as well to, um, you know, if you bring some uh, financial safety uh, net for the first few months, at least, that will be good help. Um, understand a little bit more about healthcare insurance system. Um do some research about um, accommodation, where you want to live, um, what will be the cost-effective option for you. Uh, start building up a network when you're overseas. Uh, nowadays, there are a lot of uh, social platforms you can use. Um, you know, reach out to those people who you know. Um, it can be from your industry. It can be your friends um, to make sure that you know before you come here. 
Um, communication is still one of the probably one of the strong thing um, you have to learn, and that is the that will actually give you more opportunities for job or any daily interactions. Um, job market research is very important too. Um, you need to know where you want to work and what kind of um, you know, opportunities there in Australia. Um, a little bit emotional prepare uh, preparation as well because you're gonna leave your country. You can't hold a um, hold everything there. So um, and lastly, but very important, get professional service. Uh, a day, every day counts when you are here because you're paying and you don't have a job. And if you bring your family, um, then you're spending more. So get professional service. I will um, definitely suggest OBP Australia um, because uh, I got my job very quickly. I recommend a few people to OBP. They got that job quickly as well. So get professional service. Don't waste your time, um, you know, and be patient. Uh, be patient um, because your time will come. Good advice there, Faisal. And um, thank you very much for sharing your, your journey and giving up your time. And good luck for the future. Thanks for um, thanks, Jerry, and uh, good luck to you. And uh, thanks for inviting me. OBP Australia provides guidance and support with job applications and approaching employers, industry awareness, interview coaching, and language and communication. You'll also be introduced to your professional peers already working in Australia, so you can get the lowdown on what's happening in your industry or profession. If you're looking for guidance and support to find your next job, email me at terry at obpaustralia.com.au. Let's talk.